All right, everybody. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Three Birds and a Punt. I am one of the co-hosts. My name is Afia, and I am joined by my friend John. Say hey, John. Hey, hey. As you can see, we're missing one part of the three birds. Whip couldn't be here tonight, but we're going to hold it down for your boy. Um, as always, we want you guys to know that we have partnered with the Amaze Media Labs to be the official Eagles podcast of the Pigskin Network. You can find three birds and a punt on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, Megaphone, or wherever you get your podcast. We're also on Twitter and on Instagram and on YouTube Live right now. Okay, <laughs> at three birds and a punt. Please download and subscribe. We really appreciate all the support we've been getting. We really do love the fan engagement. So thank you, everybody. All right, let's just jump right into it, okay? Um, I want to talk about the Eagles um, owners meeting uh, down in Palm Beach, which is not too far from uh, your girl, Afia. She's enjoying this beautiful weather out here. It's pretty chaotic up there. So, you know, the NFL came down to, to much better weather, and, and there was a lot to talk about this this week. We heard from uh, Lori. We heard from uh, Howie Roseman, uh, Jeff Lori, and, and Nick Sirianni. So, you know, I'm really excited to tap in with you. We didn't get to talk last week, but I want to know what are your thoughts of what you heard from the owners meeting and um, just give me your take on it, John. It's crazy. Salutations and welcome. Oh, it's good to be back. So much to talk about. Jeffrey Lurie surprised me in a good way. I um, really did not have, I don't know. I guess with the whole Carson thing, you, you're not sure. I think the the franchise is in a good place. He he's a he's a he's he puts in place some changes, um, like with the the jersey, um, the overtime rule as well. The overtime mm-hmm. rule. Yeah, he had. Yeah, that I, I I forgot to even announce right that the start of our. The name of our title for the show, episode 40, is Lori's Legacy. Because like John's mentioning, um, Lori actually had some pretty big news to to drop at the owner's meeting. So like when you say the the overtime rule, what do you go let the let our fans know what do you mean by that, John? Each team will be able to possess the ball. And and then it comes down to it comes down to a Go for two. I think it's in a, only in the playoffs, right? Not in the regular season. Only well, I think it's yeah, it is only in the playoffs. Yeah, they're, I think they're just trying it out, which is you know, I'm I'm definitely I was happy to see, like you said, Lori um, put in for that, right? Because I do think it is something that's needed. I definitely feel like <laughs> I know defensive players feel like that's a crop. Uh, but I just feel like when you go to overtime, each team should have an opportunity to possess the ball. Um, what you do with that possession is up to the defense, but you should have a chance to be on the field. You know, it shouldn't just be if you score a touchdown, then that's it, you know, game over. Very true. I, I think fair competitiveness um, allows you an opportunity to match, you know? That is so true. Um, especially because – yeah, right? Especially because I think they were like the numbers on 
the the coin toss affecting the outcome is just too much in the playoffs, you know. And I agree with that, you know. Like the, uh, the your chances are so much better if you're the if you're the team that get a lucky break. Yeah, it makes sense. That's true. That's so true. You know, and 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 and, and you mentioned again the the Kelly Green uh, jerseys. Are you excited about that? I am. Kelly Green was such a cl- iconic cl- color for our our team, like, and the fact they. Once we adopted the the more uh, midnight green, it it was a wash. Mm-hmm. Those Kelly green jerseys were awesome. They were. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited to see some of these throwbacks. We for for a long time, but the yeah. thing was that we couldn't do the helmets as well. Mm-hmm. Now that we have a black helmet, will it it allowed us to have another color scheme for an alternative helmet? going forward so it's gonna be and he said the players love to wear black on black <laughs> yeah i think it looks it looks good i'm i think honestly i feel like the eagles have some of the coldest jersey color schemes in the in the league you know just that's and that cool. that midnight that midnight green is whoo that's just fire right Speaking i have a of- couple of jerseys like that and they they're I love them. I love them. So I'm excited about the opportunity to get Kelly Green back. So I thought, you know, like you said, John, um, this was an opportunity for Lori to sort of burnish his legacy a little bit, kind of step out a little bit. But at the same time, you know, he's trying to um, maintain this narrative that he's not as involved in the, you know, football operations as we've been hearing that he is, right? And he's like, oh, you know, I'm not as... uh, uh, what do you say? I'm not as um, I'm not as involved as I used to be, which I think is a crock of bullshit. Yeah. Hey, Bird Gang, what's up? What's yeah, up? What's up Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you, bro. Um, <laughs> I honestly just think it's a crock of BS. I definitely feel like Lori is just as involved. He just doesn't want to be seen as the meddling owner, right? He doesn't want to give off that Jerry Jones vibe, but he's clearly Jerry Jones. You know, I just wish he would own that shit. I I really wish he would stop trying to be this sort of like affable owner that doesn't, you know, um, that's only, only there to ask questions, never there to like put his fingers in the, the, the shit and just own it. His statements though, gave me confidence. He said, Something that really stuck out to me. It was at the very end of everything he said in this one story. And uh, he said, we want to play play for the current and the pr- and the future all to, all in one. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, damn. He said, we can maximize efforts on all. Like, and that's, you want to hear that from your owner. You have some owners that are, you have some owners that are detached from the team com- completely. This guy, he's he's entrenched in the, the the fabric of Philadelphia and and everything that comes with it, you know. No, and, uh, I, I definitely agree with you there. Like like Jeff Laurie is definitely ingratiated himself as a Philadelphian, you know. Even though he implanted, you know, uh, came in from Boston, but he definitely has given the core of it. I mean, just off Eagles topic. Just thinking about, you know, Philly in general, he helped produce Quest Love's documentary that won an Oscar, The Summer of Soul. Soul. You know, so he, he definitely has a huge, um, huge love and passion for the city of Philadelphia. And he's very philanthropic. And, and I, I think Jeffrey Laurie is a great, great owner. Um, but it doesn't make me excited to hear him 
you know, saying that we're building for the future, but playing for the now. Because I think, again, it's the the same. To me, it seems like the, the same old refrain, um, which gives him the leeway to give Howie Roseman a three-year extension, right? The, the same type of mindset is like, we're, we are, we're doing both. Or you're trying to walk and chew gum at the same time. And I think sometimes in football, when you try to do that, you end up pleasing nobody and nothing ends up working out, you know? You know what may have saved Howie too? What is the whole Carson thing? Yeah, like, like, just, just not only that though, but that was uh, I think one of the main pros that was in his corner as to why they felt they were going to keep him. I bet you that was like two or three mm-hmm. on that list of pros for how he getting extended. I- uh, I definitely look at the cat now. Like we right. were before the books and, cleared, and those points I think you bring up are valid, right? That that what Howie does well, he does really, really well, which makes his um which makes him very valuable to the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, he is really good at the cap. I mean, the he he trades, he's a trade master. I'm not gonna sit here and lie. I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say I don't I don't trust Howie with the with the with trades because I do. I'm not saying I'm gonna say I don't think Howie is good with the cap. He I mean he's not great, but he's always able to massage a way out of the things that he creates, which is which is good. That's but you know, good. where for me the rubber <laughs> the road is number one, his draft selections, and then number two, the sort of the lack of boundaries that will come in when it comes to coaching. You know, you have to really let the coaches coach. You can't micromanage them. And I think that that sometimes happens a lot with the Eagles, especially when we get um, success early. Everybody wants to be connected with success. Everybody wants their names attached to success. But not everybody can be the person that engineered this, that, and the third. So I definitely think that there's a a sensation, especially maybe from uh, Jeff Lurie, that he wants to be known as the guy who gets it right. Like he mentioned, he name dropped three choices of his, right? That he was was absolutely correct on, right? Brian Westbrook, though, that was a great one. The Westbrook one. The Westbrook one. I think he said. I think it was what Wilson, Russell Wilson, Jordan Malata, and Lane Johnson. Okay, Uh but I mean, oh yeah, Malata. Yeah, My but life. I almost feel like it's a it's a question of can't tell me about the ones you didn't get right. JJ Arthega, like like just uh, own up to the JJ Arthega Whiteside thing, right? Like like own up to the fact that you pushed Jalen Hurts um um draft, you know? Uh the the pick. I just think that that would help clarify a lot so that us we as a team would not feel I mean, we as fans would not feel like the the team really does it like tells us one thing, but you can really tell something else is happening in the background. I think Jalen's selection actually helped Howie too. I mm-hmm. think that was on that list. But if you think about it, they transitioned f- f- away from Carson's very well, cap friendly, a team that's not in purgatory, um, propensity to for to add more youth at a at a high level. Like they were like, yeah, 
You know what? Yeah. Howard did do that right. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll keep around three more years. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I, Jeffrey really likes Howie too. Oh, for sure. And it's a comfort thing with, with Jeff Lord, you know. And Bird Games, you know, trying to give Howie his a little kudos. And I agree, you know, that like I said, the what Howie did with the trades that's going on, with what Howie has done with managing the cap, I'm never gonna say that that's not um impressive. It is, but what bothers me is the the other side of football operations, which is personnel. You know, I just don't think that he's that great when it comes to um, free agent signings, which is our next topic. I, or draft I, signings, which is another. Oh, I'm going to say, I'm sorry. No, no, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's just keep going, right? So, so just getting into this idea that we were at the owner's meeting. We heard from Lori. We heard from Jeff. We know Jeff wants to be seen as a as a CEO type owner, not a meddling owner. And now we have Howie Roseman getting this deal and he signed these free agent um signings. We have Kaiser White. Kaiser White, yep. Kaiser White. Yep. We have um, um Hassan Riddick. We have Craig Ward. We have Boston Scott. Um we we so so those right now, right now those are our free agent hall signing. And mm-hmm. I'm Curious about your thoughts on that. I like all of them. I like all of them. Each one. They, the sound one, of course, number one. Mm-hmm. The number two was Kaiser White. Kaiser White was eighth in the NFL with 144 total tackles and was second team all pro last year, this past year. The Chiefs, um, I was reading an article about um, – about how they they were amazed that he was still on the market when he mm-hmm. was. Me too. And Howie somehow that that was a that's that could be end up being a good deal because if he plays well this year, imagine they lock him up and they have a young another young player under the radar, not too cost burden. Um, playing at a high level, dude, he's only going to ball out. And you know how we used to get mad at Alex Singleton tackle somebody eight yards down the field? I'm like, oh, yeah, he has a lot of tackles, but they're all past a lot of scurries. Like, right. <laughs> this dude, Kazir, this dude at 230 still will come in and fill a hole. This dude, like, you got to go back and watch this guy play. He comes in and fills holes like a 250 pound linebacker. He plays with a reckless abandon that you need somebody that's going to come and be on an island and cover anybody. And the guy is he he was he was he was good at high school. He was good at West Virginia, and he was good. Oh, he was good with the Chargers. I'm so, so surprised. That I was actually there. surprised. I'm, so I'm surprised. actually really happy to see how enthusiastic you are, John. Although yeah, y'all that dude, pod, y'all got to get onto YouTube. And he's a local to see guy. How John just and lit he's up. a local guy too. And he's a local guy. Right, exactly, like Bergen said. And I think that's pretty much you can see in all the signings that we've been having has been a lot of local guys. Hassan Riddick's a local guy. Greg Ward came back. Boston Scott came back. They they know the system well. They know everybody well. They feel comfortable, you know. So I feel like those are things that are that are pluses, you know, as far as the, the free agent signings. Obviously, as Eagles fans have been well aware, we didn't get who we wanted to get, you know. Bobby Wagner went with the Rams. Um, Five years. He cashed right, out. Right, which, 
Bobby, like Bobby's the OG. That's what are crazy. the Rams doing? Like, side note, what the they hell? They got the, the money to LA. Heck yeah. They said they said we don't need a draft class. We're just gonna pay all these free. <laughs> we'll get some linemen. They they do the Rams do well at getting linebackers and edge rushers like late. Like, yeah. oh yeah, that's that, that dude from oh New Mexico God, State. He was he was a he was a free uh, undrafted free agent. Dude was like an all pro. I'm like, damn. Corey Littleton. Corey Littleton was their last dude. Remember that dude? He he yeah. he, um, I, he signed a big deal in the free agency, I believe. Yeah, he could play. And I, I I think the Rams are a good. I mean, notwithstanding the fact that I can't stand the coach and I can't stand the QB, I think the Rams are a good team. You know, so it's uh, they just got better, which is which is scary yeah. to think about. I think less 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 need is a good GM. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think the free agent classes are have been kind of so so. But I'm, that might be just indicative of maybe the Eagles persona reputation right now in the in the in the league i know how we tried to spin it as well we have three first round picks in the top 20 we have 10 picks overall we're trying to develop a youth movement over here so we don't want any veterans getting in the way of these young guys playing and i think that's a great sell to the fans right that's a great way to sort of take the focus off of us not really getting what we like getting left at the altar and free agency because we've been in on names nobody just want to play and, and kind or of, we don't want to pay or sure or we don't want to pay um and <laughs> and you know turn it into well like we just want to focus on the draft we really feel like the draft is going to be where we really um make it's some deep. noise it's which, is, which is fair but that puts a lot of pressure on this draft True. Okay, a lot of to compensate for what could be described by many fans as a somewhat underwhelming free agent signing class. We did burnish some clear needs, but we need a, a veteran wide receiver in the in the room. Oh, we got Zach Pascal. I forgot about him. Sorry, He's Zach. A good guy. He's Love a to have good you guy. on the show. So didn't mean to forget you, bro. Um, so, you know, those are, those are some good signings, but they're not, they're not the sexy signings that, you know, that's going to be a splash. I guess Hassan Riddick could, could be. Zach, Zach is a pro's pro. He's going to come in and he's going to go to work. And that's what I like about him. Even as a young player, like he, he, he was good. And then he, he busted his butt every day. Got more as as Ty. I think Ty Hilton was out. He really stepped up, and then he stepped up again. I think he's a he's a guy that's going to come and he's going to surprise you. Yeah. Like they said that uh, some of his catches for like like five six yards, he would take like thirty yards. Wow. And he'd be like oh snap! Like the dude is good. He's he's good. He's sneaky. Good. He's not sneaky. Good. He's good. He's solid. Yeah. He's, he's like solid. he's like Avant. Like that's he's a vaunt like a ver mm -hmm. oh. I definitely get that he's a workman's uh wide receiver. I think he doesn't mind getting down and dirty. I definitely think that he embodies a lot of what Nick Sirianni wants to try to grow in the organization as far as like competitive toughness, connection, um, ingenuity, all those types of things. So so it's it's a very much a, a Nick Sirianni signing. And I actually that's something I'm I'm really happy to see is that you can kind of tell with some of these uh, free agent signings that that Howie is, at least in the early goings, 
listening to um, the uh, his his coaches, you know, and trying to match personnel to what the coach is is looking for. And I definitely think that that's something, you know, that is good in the early goings because it sounds like a good working relationship. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate the support, bro. Um, so th- that's really good to see, you know, in the early goings. I just, I don't know. I, just, I like I said, I was underwhelmed. I was underwhelmed. I want to, I guess I want to see what was going to happen when we get to like you know training camp where we actually see the pads come on kind of see how they're going to be utilized that i honestly zach's signing reminds me of when the eagles signed dante stallworth okay, now, so. we signed dante stallworth before we signed to mm-hmm. mm. interesting it reminds me he he's gonna be a dude that's gonna uh, that's gonna eat and he's gonna surprise a lot of people. I hope. Yeah. I hope. I didn't. I yeah, I, it all is predicated on us becoming a more explosive passing offense, right? I think that was also adequate. something that was talked about. Just adequate. We can be yeah. adequate. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an improvement. But you know what? He doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, I, he he did pretty well until like the end. Like the last two games, I think with turnovers and stuff, he did pretty well. Yeah, now no, just yeah, hitting did. on those, hitting on those, those big plays, hitting yeah. consistently on those mid passes. Trust in his decision making, the accuracy. What like like Nick has those four four qualities, and you know I think it's very clear that of those four qualities, you know um, arm strength, dynamicism in the pocket, decision making, and accuracy. He's got the first two. He can make the NFL – he can make most of the NFL throws, and I think he continue to get better. The arm's not a question. He doesn't have a rocket, but you don't need a rocket. He's he does. His, I think it's with his anticipation. He right. needs more aggressive anticipation. Exactly. His decision-making and his accuracy got to like, get a little better. To, and I, I think know, I saw – To, like, really pull the trigger when he needs to. Yeah, like, trust his eyes and just kind of, like, be able Sometimes to – Sometimes just float it up. Like some, some of his interception, he just like. Yeah, just I'm like, why are you hanging like that? I'm like, step into yeah, the ground. He's, yeah, he's, get it there. Don't put air on it so the dude can undercut it. Get I it noticed that he likes a, a he likes to loft. Yeah, so, and maybe it's because of air on it. Instead of he stepping into it, delivering it, right. get it lower, get it lower, but right, like, right, to be a little sharper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. So I thought it was I thought it was very encouraging to hear that he was out working in um, Southern California, sort of refining his mechanics. I don't know if that means he's still with his old guy, that Avery dude, or if he's now with Tom House and, and them out there. But I think it's it, it's really exciting to see. And there is this idea, you know, people are looking at Josh Allen, they're looking at Lamar Jackson, and they're saying, well, if they could develop better accuracy, why can't Jalen? So what do you think about that, John? I agree, and I think he will. I mean, he's he's only twenty three. He's only twenty three. This will be his third year. Oh man, he he. <coughs> if we can have an offensive line stay healthy, Miles Sanders somewhat be like his rookie year. Boston Scott come in and do his thing. Jordan Howard or Gainwell take another step. Um, Dallas Goddard and whoever the second tight end, those guys really come together and play and make it easier for Jalen, and and he gets into a rhythm. I notice he's a, he's in a he's a rhythm quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like if you think back to that Arizona game two years ago 
when he went down there and lit it up in the first half. Like, yeah. if he can play with consistency, he can play with consistency, and the skill players do the thing, I think the sky's the limit. Yeah. It's just really getting in, locking down those two things. And I, I, I don't know. I'm not as confident in you about his ability to um, get those skills. I think the exception proves the rule sometimes. You know, just because we've had two outliers doesn't mean that that means that everybody can do it. But I'm, I'm, never, I'm a never-say-never type of person. So um, even though I'm I'm still on the fence about Jalen, y'all know how I feel. I'm but willing you, to be. But you know who he's the who he's not though. Who he's not Ben Simmons. He oh, <laughs> he's putting in he's the work. Not, he's not he's, ben he's, sorry, sorry, little Ben Jack. He's putting in the work. Yeah, and that part, if it doesn't work out in the end because of he the talent, then we'll move on. We'll have another. We'll be back at it with another quarterback. Absolutely. And I definitely think that, you know, overall, um, it, like you said, he's putting in the work. And that's really what you want to see from your QB, that they're being accountable and they're trying to get better each and every season. All right. Now we have a little bit of a, an ad break. College basketball fans, join in the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join in the college hoop actions with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of $250,000 in prizes. Simply join the pool and answer questions like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers. Uh, then track your results, okay? Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code TPPN. You see that scrolling down your screen? TPPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win. With promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and older, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, that sounds like a great deal. It does. I want to tap into that now. Now, my guy John left off on a on a on a bit of a uh, Ben Simmons barb, and we kind of that lays our segue into our next topic: <laughs> these damn Sixers and and the heartburn they're giving me as we get to the end of this damn season. Like, what the hell is going on here, John? Like, make bring me back in because I'm out. I'm out on the Sixers. Oh yeah, I just had to go back. We forgot, we failed to mention. I feel so bad. Shout out to Malcolm Jenkins. Oh retiring. yeah, retiring. Right. Salute, General Malcolm Jenkins. Oh yeah, you've been a great pro. Proud of you. Thank you so much. And uh, hey man, city loves you. We love you, man. Oh oh yeah, you are forever twenty seven. And we will not have a Super Bowl win without you. You were really a leader in that locker room and in the community. And just like you feel like Philly is your home, we definitely welcome you as a brother in the city of love. Um, so just thank you, Malcolm, for everything you've done. All right. Now, about these damn Sixers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they have been disappointing. That Pistons game, oh, my Lord. Gee, okay. I don't know what it is. What well, the hell? After- after the game, I I I saw the tweet by Anthony Gargano and I replied to it and I was like, 
Stale ISO ball will not win you championships. You can't play. You have to have a variety with your offense. You saw what Detroit was doing. Dwayne Causey had them running back, back cuts, and that's what you need. You need action on offense. You can't have your wings just stay there or spread out. It becomes very predictable. Now, when it, if the shots are on, that's another story. But Harden was a little off. Harden was mm-hmm. so then at ISO, it makes no sense to even go to ISO. Maybe to space them out, but I don't know. And then the, to to play Matisse, so so I don't know. they like he, he Matisse was in the game, then he was out, and then Jane uh, Cunningham was just killing, killing us. But their transition offense was really good. That's something the Sixers need to work on. Their transition defense and sometimes the transition offense because they get a little too pass happy when they they're not being aggressive. It's weird. It's, yeah, it's honestly I'm, I'm, I, I'm, some I'm, of the rotations. I'm like, why is Paul Reed not out there? Why is Isaiah Isaiah Joe not out there? Danny Green hit three threes the other the game before, and then this game was like eh, up and down. Put Isaiah Joe in. Put uh, put Paul Reed, Charles Bassey, uh, but I think Charles Bassey has to get called up from the Delaware Blue Coats. But Corkmas, as soon as Corkmas entered the game, um, the the guy from the Pistons ran a ran a they set a pick out of, out of bounds, back screen. Um, Corkmas went over instead of through the screen, and the guy flashed open right to the basket layup. I was like, dang, yo, Dwayne Causey, Dwayne Casey just hit Doc Rivers with a backdoor cut to the basket out of a timeout. I was like, damn. I don't know. I think it's Doc. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for coming to my thank you. Thank and then, you like, for, all, the, for... all the stuff you hear, like. Segwaying like, into my point. Thank you for segueing perfectly into my point. I'm like, I'm like, what the heck? Doc. Okay. We, I, I, Glenn Rivers, you're fired. Okay. I need you to go. I need you to go. Um, Is this the point? We will not. We will not get anywhere with you leading us. You unflexible dinosaur. I just. I, <laughs> and then, and then, and then, with with a minute forty left, they put in Isaiah Joe, Paul Reed, and Charlie Brown Jr. I'm like, wait. You don't play the young guys. Those young guys are better than DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre, did DeAndre Jordan? Um, our bench is doing nothing, and and rather than go with any of the young guys just to see if you can get any spark anywhere, you still again ride with your bench, which is pitiful. Maxi hasn't been like himself though, too. No, I, and, and that's the problem. When when you have, you can't have, you have you have four semi good players, right? You've got. One great player in Joel and me. Okay, we have a maybe good player in in um, James Harden. We don't know if he's coasting. We don't know if he's still injured. We don't know if he's washed. Whatever. And you have maybes, right? Because Tobias is streaky, and now Maxi is streaky, but Maxi's young, so we'll give him a chance. That's it. That's four. Okay, it takes five people to fill the basketball team. We only have four uh, reliable starters. Okay, let's start there. And I, I like the minivan. 
the minivan's been doing his thing, but of late. Listen, when he's on, he's on. But mm, they changed their offense. Once they once they change they changed some of the offense. He, I don't know, like the last two games, they changed their offense. They went more to like spread the ISO, and it's stale. It's not winning basketball. All it is is ISO ball to stretch you out, hold, dribble the ball, try to cut. They're gonna collapse, pass it. It's predicated no, it's on a, on a perimeter and I, game. And I just, I can't help but feel like or games if alive. we had any other coach, we would have won those games. We wouldn't have dropped three in a row. I just can't. I just the fact that you let. Uh, Giannis DeKempo go on a 17-0 run and didn't put your own best player back in the game. Like, I understand we don't have a great backup center. I understand you're trying to save JoJo for the playoffs. However, however, we're also Paul trying Reed. to the game. He, they never give Paul Reed a chance. Paul Reed is good. He was Paul a Reed GD had, MVP. Paul Reed had Giannis locked down, I saw. And then they took him off and then he, ran, and he beat DeAndre Jordan up. So, so it's things like that that piss me off. And, and it's upsetting to me um, as a Joel Embiid fan, because I want to see my guy win um, the MVP. And games like this are not going to be very good for his resume when he's done everything that, that the, the people ask him. They ask him to play more games. He's played more games. They ask him to be healthier. They, be healthier. Just... they ask him to be a better teammate. He's a better teammate. He better be a leader. He's everything you've asked. And 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 because he's got a coach that you know refuses to be flexible, refuses to change, he may you know win, lose, miss out on the opportunity to to be known um, as the the most valuable player in the league. That's true. And I'm just I'm, all, I'm and I'm torn. Like I, the other day, I was on Twitter and I saw a tweet and I was like, "This is how I feel." And it was like they they had a, a picture of Joel. And he was laying back, relaxing, and, and the, the caption was like, how I feel knowing that the Sixers are going to get bounced out of the first round and then Glenn's getting fired. And I'm like, that's kind of how I feel because, honestly, the more they do poorly, the better it is for the case that he that he gets canned. So you're, if you're thinking short-term versus long-term, you're like, okay, in the short-term, you know, let's, let's let them lead, let's let them lose because because – Doc is gone. But in the long term, you're like, what the shit? You know know what? I think – I don't think they're tanking. They don't – it's perfect. If they go three or the four seed, it would be perfect because you face Chicago or Cleveland and then Miami or or the Bucks, right? Mm -hmm. Or or whoever wins – you know what I mean? We won't right. even see the nets. Right. But I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm find myself like maybe it could be a seating thing, but at, at, it could be also him fiddling around with chemistry. I understand that for a lot of players, you know, maybe James Harden again coasting to the playoffs, not trying to test his hamstring out too much. So that's leaving him not really putting in too much effort when he when he's shooting, right? Mm-hmm. Um you know I, I really is? want to know because I'm I, I'm a little concerned that James Harden is not the James Harden that we need him to be. Um, he he was good the game before. He was aggressive. He was yes. assertive. He made quick decisions. He he was on. So you know the last what, game, what happened? Last game, game against the Pistons. No, maybe he went out last night and had too much fun. The game against the Pistons, he wasn't getting calls. He he I. Th- he he 
his shot wasn't falling, but then he hit a shot. But then, like, he would drive and get fouled, and then it was a chippy yeah, game. Sometimes he foul hunts. Sometimes I think he checks out mentally when he's not getting the calls he thinks he should get. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. there's, there's clearly there's clearly an on and off switch. With all players. I'm not just going to say James Harden. All players yeah, have his, 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 his is, you can tell the difference, right? When you he's can off. tell the yeah, difference. Oh, so I definitely feel like, I, I, before I, like, make my final, you know, opinion on this thing, on James Harden, I want to see how he does in the playoffs. You know, I want to yeah. see how he's going to do then versus now, which I kind of understand maybe he's, like, chilling relaxing whatever but if we get to the playoffs and we're not giving maximum effort these you know four out of seven games or how many games we need you know to to move on to the next round doc's gotta go and we're gonna have we don't have a he is not gonna like the type of discussion um we're gonna have about james harden because <laughs> Philly, Philly media, Philly fans don't play now. Yeah. You, but if you're not yeah. performing up to your standard, we will quickly set you down. Shout out, shout out to Chris, Chris Penix from uh, Sports Illustrated. He wrote a great article about uh, Joel Embiid once, and, and, and it's amazing. He talks about everything, <laughs> and we're blessed. And so blessed to have a uh, to took taking a, a great opportunity to draft that young man when we did. Like people were like, "Who? Who the heck?" And to really see where he came from, going to, like his journey is is like the underdog story, and yeah. he, now he's like he's unstoppable. Like and yeah. I, I really, I'm so happy we have him. Get We're a lucky. championship for Joel. I think he he generally deserved it. He loves being a Philadelphia Sixer. Um, he he appreciates the fan. He doesn't shy away from anything the fans say because he knows coming from a, a good place, even when we're not happy about it. So I, I I hope that the Sixers do right by Joel because he deserves he he deserves and the city deserves a ring together. That that would be amazing. He's first. He's first in NBA history in points per minute. He surpassed Michael Jordan. He has point zero eight three points per minute. Michael Jordan is point zero nine six. Amazing. So Joel Embiid is number one all time points per minute. Minimum of two hundred fifty games played. Amazing. Just, just out of it's insane. He's my he's my MVP. That's all I gotta say. My MVP. All right, Joel. MVP. Come on the show. MVP. Come on, Joel. Come on, Joel. MVP. All right, MVP. now. Let's let's leave off with this last topic. We mentioned it a little bit earlier in the show. Um, going into this this draft, what are our needs? We've got ten picks overall. Three, I mean, three, yeah, three in the top twenty. Um, oh snap! Just got an alert. Sorry, y'all. Have to break some news on the show. Um. The the Dolphins and Xavier Howard agreed to a five year, uh, fifty million dollar deal, um, the most guaranteed money for a QB in NFL history. Players getting mm. paid. He got paid. All of the interceptions. Players getting paid. All right. So that leads us into our our needs. Like, what what do the Eagles need in this upcoming draft? 
to kind of put us in the position to be doing these types of things, making these types of deals. Like I said, we have um, three picks in the top 20, 10 picks overall. Um, my my opinion is that one of those top uh, those first round picks needs to be traded and uh, to, to accumulate picks for the next year's draft, which is going to have some really good QBs in there. Um, but I'm excited to see what, what we're going to do. At bare minimum, we need, we need a wide receiver. We yep. need a cornerback. We yep. need a safety. We need a defense. Like, we basically we need a whole damn team. That's um, and we got ten picks, so that's that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what are you what are you thinking, John? I saw I think probably the best Eagles mock draft I've seen thus far. It had us taking Daryl Stingley from LSU to corner at fifteen, coming back and taking um, what's his name? Johnson, the Diva Johnson the second, the defensive end from Florida State. And then at 19, taking uh Arkansas receiver Traylon Burks. Okay, that's nice. So they got corner, defensive end, rush, and your receiver. Your receiver, yeah. Now that's that's scary. Now I like 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 we mentioned earlier, right? How he's trying to sell this notion that we're trying to let the young guys play. So to me, that that puts me in a mind to think that we're not drafting players on potential. We're drafting players on their ability to come and produce right away. We want them yep. to be as NFL ready as possible. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's something that we need to really look at when we're looking at some of these draft picks. They're not they're not wanting these draft picks to have to sit. They're not wanting to redshirt them. That to me, that tells me that maybe we won't be, you know. How if you if you know anything about the Philadelphia Eagles, we know we like to build along the lines. Okay. Yep. So that tells me we maybe won't be drafting alignment in the second round or, or the third round, you know, like maybe we'll wait a little bit because there's there's a bit of a log jam in, on the O-line room. We've already got a, a lot of good names there, you know. Absolutely. So maybe we could shift over and start filling up the defensive tap, you know, the defensive line. Uh, uh, player uh, personnel and and maybe finally take care of the defense, which has been neglected for way too long um, because I think of, of mistakes made in past drafts on the offensive side of the ball. So it, it, it's a good draft to get players who can come contribute. It's just making sure that we're drafting the right players. Mm. There, there was a guy that the Eagles just worked out at the Purdue Pro Day, George Karlofkis, the defensive end from Purdue, and he's so much similar to uh, Ryan Kerrigan. Oh, like he ran a four seven one at two. At, at, he ran a four six four seven one at two hundred sixty six pounds. Um, Big Ten defensive player of the year, I believe. First okay. team all Big Ten. Like the dude is just like he's he has the body to start for like 10 years and his effort and his motor is like high it's very similar to ryan carrick so like him and johnson from florida state and even like the georgia dude trayvon walker and uh those edge guys oh this is good. i feel bad for david ojabo i he was he was going to be the eagles pick and he might still Mm-hmm. Oh, you know how no, high no, he is. No, oh, we're, yeah, not no we're not taking no 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 injured players this He's, come, he's coming off an injury. Yeah, you know how we get we're going to Sydney Sydney uh 
Sydney Jones' experience is, is, is bringing away. I'm sorry. I know they're not the same. I know it's not the same. I know they're not the same. I know. <laughs> no. 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 You. How, no. No. How, no. Leave him alone. Let somebody else pick him up and redshirt him, please. Uh, we need we need impact players. Y'all told me we didn't sign nobody in free agency because we want the young guys to play. Then pick people that's gonna play. That's true. Period. That, okay. I read an I'm article. I read an article about them feeling confident. And oh, Nick, when he was speaking at the owners' meeting, all we didn't touch on this. Nick said he felt confident about the cornerback room and Tay Gowan and uh K. Vincent Jr. Kyle McPherson. Kyle uh, McPherson. But those the two. Kyle, Vincent, the Vincent dude, Vincent and Tay Gowan. Those dude, Tay Gowan was on the US, US, uh, UCF team that had uh, Shaquem Griffin. Like, oh, he's really? come from a good – that dude was – he was a dog for them. Some people thought he was going to get drafted higher, and he fell to the second, second or third round, something like that, for average – I mean, I'm 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 excited to see how it sh- shakes out. I know, like like there was no, there's no mention of us being connected with any second corners. There's no, you know, we have to have somebody opposite Slay. I I, I honestly would love to see us use one of our first round picks on a cornerback, get get us a blue chip player, um, and really kind of uh, really help that defense out. It would be it would be really beneficial. But I I like you say like. The Nick coach really likes the 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 cornerback room already, so that does give them some options, you know. And I definitely think that you know free agency is not about it's not about getting every single um, position of need filled on your team. Free agency is about feeling comfortable to go into the draft without reaching. Your your philosophy should be best player available. Like, what do you think about that, John? And that is exactly why I think. The signing of Kazir White and Hassan Reddick are great. Mm-hmm. We got two two dudes that know how to get after the quarterback that are getting tackles for loss. They're looking for people to hit the quarterback, create cause havoc, get fumbles. I like that approach so much rather than going for uh, um, what's the name? Christian Kirk. Right. $84 million. <laughs> right. No, that, he, that, he, had, he had nine. He had nine hundred yards receiving last year. He had yeah. nine hundred receiving yards with Hopkins and he had nine hundred yards when those guys were down. But Hopkins and AJ Green, you're playing right. with them two dudes, and you, yeah. Let's see how you are when you, know, you get in the, the strength of the I public. had Christian Kirk on my fantasy team, and that motherfucker never produced. Okay, I saw him sorry. in the I think I I'm, even picked him up for in our league. I think I picked him up after you had him. Yeah, <laughs> he and sat on my bench and I released him. I was like, yeah, he doesn't. I, I so um, I hope he. I listen, listen, go get your money, champ. Go get your money. Like <laughs> I, I'm never, I'm never mad at, at players for getting the bag. That's but true. You ain't deserve that damn bag, bro. <laughs> Close. Close. So, so it'd be interesting to see what's going on over there in Jacksonville. Um, that looks like the sign of a guy trying to, the GM trying to save his job. You know, so so that's what you do when you're trying to save your job. You sign a bunch of players for a bunch of money. Trent Bolt, because weren't they? Wasn't Jameis Winston going to be the new coach? But Jameis and went Trent Bolt. Yeah. Like yeah. 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 
thing. They, they, the, the fans do not like the GM. But you know what the fans like? A bunch of free agents flash signings. So, yes. so, you know, maybe they'll put him back in the good graces. And and I agree. Like, I'm not – I – I'm, I'm, I think that the Eagles are going to try to go best player available. I feel I like it, it's it's hard to take last year's draft as a sign of things to come, but last year's draft went well. A lot of our guys that we played um, actually contribute early and often, which was good. I think that that's, that was, was good for the Eagles to see, to kind of continue on with that pattern. Um, it's just a matter of, honestly, it's just a matter of, trusting Howie Roseman and his evaluations or, or, or Howie Roseman trusting his scout evaluations without having like the coaches swoop in last minute or ownership swoop in last minute and put their two cents on it in a way that's just not um, as, as comprehensive as the men and women that have been spending um, and their entire year and their entire career on studying these people. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Like this is this is the draft. Like like you don't see the scouts coming to coaches and saying, "Hey, go play this guy," because I because I scouted him and he's gonna. You know what I mean? You give the coaches the leeway to direct and coach their their players. You need to do the same thing on the person on the scouting personnel side. Of course, you talk to personnel and you let them know what you're looking for. You know, I think that was something that Nick mentioned that he he was very specific to the scouting the uh, team that goes for the wide receivers on what he's looking for for his pro pro type wide receiver for his scheme. And I think that's important. I do think it's important to talk to the scouts about what your specifications are for your scheme, but then let them do their job. That's true. You know, don't micromanage. That's so true. The, have That's the confidence true. that they heard you and that they're that the players that they're picking, no matter who they're picking, are going to be the ones that are going to maximize your scheme. Don't 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 let some last minute um um ESPN special, you know, like take tickle your pickle, and now all of a sudden you got to draft this guy because he has such a great story. They really, I think this year. They really locked in for the draft. They have a good team. I think they're gonna. How is they're gonna? They're gonna. I think this is gonna be a, a one of the be, one of his better drafts when it's all said and done. I believe three first round picks. Was it? There's, there's a lot. There's a lot riding on this one, right? I think. I think this is definitely gonna be those. This will either be the jewel of Howie Roseman's uh, tenure with the team, notwithstanding him winning uh, the 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 Super Bowl. Or, or this will show us once and for all that Howie Roseman is not should not be choosing um, should not be doing personnel. He could like he could do he could do a business. He could do trades, executive, but he should not be picking personnel. That's my humble opinion, and that's all I got to say. All right, now um, that has been another episode of Three Birds and a Punt. Please make sure you are subscribing and downloading the podcast. We're streaming on Apple, Spotify, Megaphone, wherever you get your podcast. Please don't forget to follow us at Three Birds and a Punt on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, where we are right now tonight. Thank you so much for everybody who showed up and gave love. We appreciate the support from our fans. Um, you can follow me at According to Afia on Twitter. And you can follow my guy, John, at John Monroe Jr. on Twitter. (laughs) On Twitter. And 
And even though our boy Whip is not here, make sure you give him some love on Whipadelphia on Twitter, okay? Give that man some love. And as always, this has been another episode of Three Birds and a Punt. Peace out. Peace Go out. Thank you. Go Birds. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Have a good night, guys. Thank you, Sean. Have a good night.